What up? This is KB, one half of the KB and M's pod. What up, what up, what up? It's M's, the other half of the KB and M's pod. This is episode 11. Yes, sir. We're yeah. uh, we're making a way, man. We're treading through all these episodes. Yeah, man, we're moving through these double digits. How you been? How you feeling? Good, man. It's been a good week. Uh, it's always a roller coaster for me, but uh, just trending up, man. Trending up. The, uh, the up arrow... The up green arrow is next to my name, if you want to think about it. (laughs) In the power rankings, you jumped up a couple spots. Yeah, for sure. No, it's always, you know, it's always up and down. I, um, I'm actually going through it with COVID again because it's affecting pretty much how, so pretty much the basketball season keeps getting postponed farther and farther back. That's awful. Yeah, so at this point, like, there's no state competition, there's no regional, there's no sectional competition, so it's pretty much like, are they even going to just get to play at any point? Right. Which is looking pretty grim at this point, too, so yeah. that side of things is slowing down, but, you know, you keep pushing, find other things to dig into. But to have a team to coach, I mean, it's probably really hard to keep those kids motivated, isn't it, right now? A little bit, but mm-hmm. like there's a, we're lucky to have like a core that's always kind of locked in and just kind of ready to get in the gym whenever the gym is open. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, because it's you know not everywhere is like that. Not everybody has players like that. But, right. Well, that's yeah. good though. But yeah, man, it's it's crushing everybody. I really hope, uh, like I was saying off the air earlier, I hope with this vaccine uh, moving around, I, I really hope basketball can at least play a season, maybe a shortened season in May when uh, these cases drop. I mean, everything's going to go back to normal, I think, a lot sooner than we all think. We just got to get through this winter, man. I think, yeah, I think uh, I think you were saying it earlier off mic, like once the vaccine starts moving around yeah. and people start feeling a little more comfortable or at least having that sense of security to go outside again. Mm-hmm. You'll see things turn around. Yeah, man. Uh, but, yeah, as, that, as I say, that trending up uh, arrow with me, uh, I just came across uh, this James Clear email that comes to me every Thursday, and uh, one of his thoughts is uh, just what is one small thing I could do today that would make a meaningful impact on my future? And uh, whenever I read his email, it always kind of just leaves me there, like in silence. Uh, so yeah, one, one thing I just try to do every day in the morning, I try to not have my phone around me for the first like 30 to 40 and just have those, just have like a clear mind. Um, I really want to get into like writing, uh, every day, at least just like what's on my, like, I feel like my mind is constantly running a mile a minute. Dear journal. Dear journal. But seriously, maybe I should write this shit down. Yeah, man. Get on your Doug funny. Yeah, for for real. Shout out to Doug. Yeah, writing out your thoughts is, uh, it's therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Not like in, not in song or poetry form, like literally just writing down like, this pissed me off today. For real, for real. Yeah. Therapy. So, yeah. One small thing that I could do today that would make a meaningful impact on my future Probably like the time that I cut out for meditation. Mm. Like if you think about it, 10 minutes isn't a long period out of the day. But if you skip that 10 minutes, you know, you're almost setting yourself up for failure sometime. Yeah, it's, what is the word? Uh, It's just the discipline behind certain things that, could get easily thrown to the wayside. You know what I mean? Eh, I'm going to just play 2K a little longer. And then, and then all of a sudden your day sucked up and it's 3 or 4 p.m. And where'd the day go? Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 tough, man. Damn, I felt attacked just now. <laughs> I, didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even know you've been playing like that. Well, I haven't recently, actually. 
But uh, what what's been all over the news? I don't know if you've seen it across your socials. Uh, Bitcoin is just like absolutely Flying. on a tear. Yeah. Um, it was a big deal back in July. I, so I had a couple of stocks that kind of mirrored what Bitcoin did. So if Bitcoin popped, the stock would. Um, and uh, it was a big deal when Bitcoin popped over 10K. Yeah. Right now, it's sitting at 23,000. And, and that 10K was in July. So what is that? August, September, October, November. Five months, that thing has gone up over 13,000. So it's doubled itself in a little more. Um, wow. Yeah, it's just going crazy. So, I mean, you even have people in, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say Hollywood, but uh, celebrities <laughs> celebrities like Logic, he bought $6.5 million of Bitcoin about 10 weeks ago. So, you know, that thing has probably already doubled. Yeah. And he's getting that advice from people very high up uh, financially, I would assume. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just... I, during COVID, uh, a cousin of mine, Gabe, he uh, he was invested in Bitcoin back in 2012. So he had about four or five. And uh, when it popped, I think in 14 or 15, he sold a few off and put a down payment on a house. Like, awesome come up. You know what I mean? I think maybe he put a thousand into it and ended up getting five or six. Awesome come up. Um, but he kept some shavings. I don't think he has a full one. He's got a little under a full now. And he told, he told me uh, once the pandemic hit and we were all like posted up in the house, he's like, Hey man, you need to get a get a Bitcoin wallet. I'm like, what's a Bitcoin wallet? So it's the only way you can trade currency. Like through Robinhood, you can buy Bitcoin, but I guess apparently like Robinhood still owns the coins. Like when you buy it, it's through them. But with uh, Coinbase, they're actually your coins. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I start looking into it. I'm like, Bitcoin's so high. Like maybe I can find some super low key other uh, cryptocurrency that's like on the come up. So I go on my Twitter bag. Like if you need if you guys need to find out like anything, <laughs> I I go crazy in the in the uh rabbit holes on Twitter. So I found a ripple called XRP and it was at fifteen cents a coin and mm. I and I bought like fifty dollars of it and I'm like, eh, whatever. Sold it like three months later, it was up at forty cents a coin. So I doubled it and I was like, Yeah, you know what? Like this was cool, but whatever. Uh-huh. Now it's sitting at like sixty five. Wow. Why didn't I just leave the 50 in there and delete the app off my phone? <laughs> it's funny. It's almost like there was there was pushback in allowing cryptocurrencies yeah. to become commonplace. Uh-huh. And now, like, the people who believed in it, like, thankfully they did, and they kept pushing for it. And now it's, it's up here, but... Yeah, I mean, now you have institutional investors recommending it. Financial services are bullish on it. They're buying... Almost any marketplace online uses it as yeah an option to check out almost as often as PayPal or yeah Apple Pay. PayPal actually, they uh, one percent one percent of their like business as a whole they put towards Bitcoin, so they bought in Bitcoin. So I think it was like fifty million dollars worth of Bitcoin they currently own right now. And there's a bunch of other businesses that have been buying chunks. It's wow. It's crazy, and I just see my whole because it's its value is driven up. Yeah, in its use. And the so thing the is, more it's used, the more valuable mm-hmm. it becomes. And so, any listeners, if you guys are plugged in on this Bitcoin deal, I don't know enough. I do. I don't know anything close to what I need to know. Um, a big question I have. So, uh, with our boy AP last summer, I was talking to him about five G. Like, is there any like five G stocks I should look into? Because he's plugged in with Verizon. And he goes, bro, five G. He's like, it's a wrap for five G. If you're trying to make money off stocks with five G, he's like that shit was set in place years ago. 
So uh, is it too late to invest in Bitcoin? Can we still ride the wave? Like, what's the outlook on this thing? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, look at the price. So like, the answer to your question is yes. Right now, at this moment, yes. Is it too late? Probably. Right. I mean, it, it depends on what your finance budget is, what you can invest. But yeah. your average, your average Joe, your average dude isn't dropping. Nah. Like that's a car, that's a new car. <laughs> yeah, legitimately for, for, for one for one. a share. Right. And there were people back buying it when it was a few hundred, right. or you know. So it's, I would say so. Right. I, I think it's a wrap for that, but I mean, uh, it's one of those stocks that like you might catch like. Well, no, you're not even getting gifted. That's what I'm this. saying. Like you have to, even yeah, on a dip, no, you're still. I would say, yeah, it's too late. So, any anyone buried in a subreddit, what's the next come up, man? What what's something I don't know about yet that you can put me onto? That's so funny. That's <laughs> that's like the medical, or that's like the marijuana uh, industry that's about to hit the United States because it's getting decriminalized everywhere. Like oh yeah, they're setting the groundwork. Which company is gonna take over? Which, yep. And it's America. You're going to have the Coke, the Pepsi, the Mountain oh, Dew, yeah. all of marijuana, and everybody's going to buy all of it. Coke, actually, they're collabed with a uh, medical marijuana company out of uh, Canada, and they already have CBD drinks like ready to roll out in the U.S. It's just yeah. they're not legal yet. The FD, Because they're not legal, the FDA can't like yeah. approve them and give them labels and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But Yeah. Yeah, man, that's an interesting question. I'd like to hear that. Is it too late? Is it too late to invest in Bitcoin? Yeah, I just, if anyone is just plugged in with the market, I know I want to know more. I need to know more. And there's only so much, I don't know. I can read as many Google articles as I can. But for someone who's actually out here grinding, trading, plugged in, hit us up, man, for real. I'd love to even interview you on the pod. A little bit closer to home, though. Yeah. So uh, I I don't like to really dabble work into the pod. The first time I did, I threw a bunch of coworkers under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) But this time, uh, I'm praising work, all right? So it was a national signing day for college football yesterday. Big day. Um, So uh, this is a well-known thing uh, about the Syracuse football team and just regionally where they are located. It's tough to recruit uh, top talent to the Northeast. Um, you're recruiting against teams out in Florida with beautiful weather, uh, some teams with better facilities. Uh, you got your Penn States that are known uh, about their tradition. It's tough to recruit out here. So with that, um, Kramer Cook, he's the director of recruiting for Syracuse, they found a, a creative way, kind of their niche on signing day. They're in their bag. Every single year, ESPN is always latching on to what we're doing as a squad because it's just so uh, revolutionary, you could say. So what they did is uh, for every recruit, they had an artist uh, personalize uh, album covers. So I'm talking album covers from Tupac, All Eyes on Me, to 2014 Forest Hill Drive. And these are all like custom for the player. Like it's unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, just a couple. We got the A Boogie with the hoodie uh, cover. So you got you got this one with uh, Deuce Chestnut, <laughs> Fire. The 2014 Forest Hill Drive one. That one might be my favorite. You got the Donovan McNabb jersey on there <laughs> with the Q's, the Q's ones, too. Hoodie season. Yeah, hoodie season. You got the Pop Smoke cover. I think that's NBA Youngboy. Pop Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, yep, NBA Youngboy. 
Still stepping, still flex. That's funny. <laughs> Yo, that Polo G one went hard. <laughs> He's the goat. Yeah, um, the ACDC one was dope for the for the West Ho the lineman there. I thought the KOD one. Okay, I lied. So uh, first I said Forest Hills Drive. The KOD one is crazy. Justin Lamson, that one was dope. Yeah, you see the the Heisman. He's got Otto on the bottom. <laughs> That's the, fire. The detail is just crazy. So, gonna wow. Right. They, okay, I give him props for these. Are dope. I like the I am better than I was. I was. I wanted to see who was gonna do that one. Yeah. Kendall Long. These two are crazy in detail. Wow. The Gunna, the Gunna uh, album and then Get Rich or Die Trying, like that's just tough. The Get Rich or Die Trying one might be my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Linebacker swag. If you're recruiting me, it's too late. Like, that's <laughs> Money <tough>. bag mo. <laughs> <laughs> Sign some. <laughs> that's comedy. So uh, the artist behind uh, these covers uh, goes by Billion Bus. Or okay. Bust the art guy, uh, really talented dude. He's always bringing out original ideas. I've seen his work. Bust is yeah. really good. Bust is dope, but uh, let's not forget Akshay uh, Ram. He also detailed uh, a few of these as well, as well as the backs on all of these albums, mm. um, as well as uh, Austin Beaner. He had part in this as well. So I, I thought Syracuse snapped. Um, That's fire. A couple other schools that I thought did a really good job. Even if their competition, uh, Florida State. Did you see what they did? No. Uh, so I got to catch up on these. Oh, you got it. They have a huge ESPN article. But uh, what they did is they did the backyard football theme, like from like the our kids <laughs> game. So literally, yeah. they had all their alumni. So it was like Jalen Ramsey, and it had like his rankings, like based on the footballs, and then it had the recruits, and it had like their name, a little bio, and then like that's fire. Oh, it was fire. Like, the, the motion graphic they had behind it was crazy. You got me with backyard sports, right? Baseball, football. Yeah. And then uh, Oklahoma State, they did Tech Mobile, which is a little like older school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a 30, they had a 32 bit graphic like for the players. So like you could choose what player you wanted to be and it would be like all the Oklahoma State legends, so, like Barry Sanders and whatnot. And then yeah. they would choose whoever the recruit was. And then you would hit the X button or A button. And then the recruit's face would pop up in 32 bit and it would like say the bio. It was tough. <laughs> you definitely got to catch up on it. They, That's cool. A lot of creative teams did work this year without having any athletes be able to come to campus to actually get photos. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's where all this creativity is coming from. Yeah, man. So that's cool. Making the best out of it. Yeah, for sure. Kind of shitty situation. Yep. Speaking of the uh, making the best out of a shitty situation, (laughs) I hear so many times like, like I hate when my girl gets the remote. I hate when I come home and my girl's watching TV. Yep. There's got to be some times where your girl's watching something valid and she puts you on. Yeah, all, all the time. Are you kidding me? There's more times than less where I end up sitting down. I'm like, you know what? This ain't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of it, you know, I can't get down with the Lifetime movies. Some of those get oh, dark. Oh, nah. yeah. Lauren doesn't watch that shit. But, yeah, no. I was just thinking, like, what are some shows that your girls put you on to that were pretty dope? Yeah, so uh, you actually have one of them up here for the cover. Uh, Below Deck, we actually just watched the most recent episode this morning. Yeah, we're all caught up on that. Below Deck is a show about yacht crew. A uh, yacht crew. Yep. So it's going through different. Yeah, so there's different regions. So there's like Below Deck Med that covers the Mediterranean, 
And then there's another one. There's a couple a couple different captains. So uh, Lauren and I did some digging. So how much it costs to go on this week long charter? Oh, it's like fifty thousand for a uh, week. Uh, we saw between a hundred to a hundred and fifty. Wow. Yeah. So there was a. I think there was a college quarterback on there, and I got an ESPN update last week, and it was like so and so apologizes for eating sushi off a stripper. Like during <laughs> during one of the episodes, they literally paid a girl to come in and like they laid sushi all over her and like. It was it was super OD. Yeah, it's just funny to to watch like the crew make everything oh happen for all these rich. Yo, people. Yo, honestly, like I was talking to, I was actually talking to Alicia about it. Um, for what they have to go through, and they're around each other twenty four seven in super tight quarters, where they have to sleep. It's a pretty crazy show for the. But they're getting like five thousand in tips. Oh, it's wild. It's pretty crazy, and on it, the drama behind it, like the chef. I don't know. There's good drama behind it where it leaves you hooked man i'm telling you below deck, below deck if you if you know or if you don't know now you know <laughs> yeah me and alicia have been watching insecure uh, Yo, by so Issa Rae. i've heard uh good things about Issa Rae, but i've never really dug into her catalog she's a really good writer in my opinion uh-huh. like this show is it's really well written like it's it's you never see you don't see very many shows where you have a majority black cast mm-hmm. and every character has depth and develops and has their own world. Yeah. Without somebody being like the stereotypical black person. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But in this one, like everybody went to college, everybody, you know what I mean, has something going on for themselves, right. but at the same time they're going through regular people shit. But it's funny. That's the base of the show. Yeah, it's a I, I may need I may need to I need a new show to start. The side, so the thing that's not implied anywhere until you watch it, uh, she rap like how we were talking about getting your thoughts out, she yeah, raps. Yeah. Oh really? So like there'll be a random cut scene where she's in the bathroom by herself rapping in the mirror about uh, what's happening. Getting shit off her They're chest. Getting, yeah, all her <laughs> frustrations and her worries out, getting them out in bars. So it's mm. funny. But yeah, not insecure is if you yeah, that one's I want to say that show's done already. I don't think they're making any more. Yeah, I, I know it, they definitely have a few seasons for sure. Yeah, but we've just been rewatching it. HBO Max flow. Yeah, for sure. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, man. And then Sex in the City. So it's funny. I was a big Entourage fan when the show was on. Yeah, that was big the exact time Sex in the City was. Right. So we went through and we watched the entire series of Entourage from beginning to end. Yep. And then she was like, we should watch one of my shows from beginning to end, and we put Sex in the Sex in the City is really funny. Really, I see. I've never even given it a chance. Really funny. Really. Yep. It's it's. I mean, it's gonna have its dragging moments because the, all of the main characters are women, but it's right. not <laughs> right. Now, it being a little outdated, it, does that play into anything or no? Not really. Some of them, but it's nostalgic because they like they live True. in New York. Like right. the New York culture is always popular. They mm-hmm. were, like Seinfeld was them living in new york true well i may have to let her know hey lauren i want to watch sex in the city she'll be like huh (laughs) who have you been talking to (laughs) uh what else is there anything else her and i kind of gravitate towards below actually the big one right now i always try to screen through because women will watch any kind of like murder mystery oh yeah like yep so-and-so went missing and we're not quite sure where they are yeah for sure. so i try to screen through the dope ones yep like there's um, what was there's a good documentary on Showtime about a football player who was accused of um murder. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like they just kind of opened and shut and said he did it. And then his family and his friends kept fighting and they went and got a lawyer and a private investigator. And then like now they're having the trial brought up again. But uh, what is the title of it? I'm fucking up. But that's what, um, that's the kind of stuff I try to screen through because I know yeah. they're going to watch something that has to do with like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Somebody getting killed. Somebody. Outcry is Outcry? the name of it. Okay. Yeah. See, the first thing Showtime's pumping is that Your Honor. I just, uh, her and I are watching that right now, too. Your Honor. Yep. Yeah, Showtime's not that bad. Showtime, I, I think low-key, they their documentary pieces, uh, they cover boxing as well. But uh, their shows, man, they're, I don't know, they must be pumping more money in. They got Brian Cranston on Your Honor. They're doing, they're doing their thing over there. Showtime's trying to thrive during the, this COVID season because right now that's where all the money is is these shows i mean your theaters are getting shut out you know i thought it was funny every time i watch regular tv i notice every show is doing like a winter finale huh like we don't either we don't have the bread or the resources to finish the show out right so we just got to cut it off now so this is the winter finale and hopefully we come back in the spring I think that's crazy. That's crazy. So I was thinking about those shows like Below Deck. I go to Lauren. I'm like, what, when are we going to get to the point where they're wearing masks? You know what I mean? Like, they they probably don't have much content left in the uh, <laughs> in the reserves, man. So yeah, it's no. going to get real funky for TV. I bet you in the next three to six months. Like I know there's good. Like we, I know we've all been waiting for Atlanta to start oh, filming. Yes. Like Euphoria is a show that like yeah. everybody's been clinging on to these little mini episodes, but it's like. At what point are we going to run out of new television yeah. content? I literally had this convo probably a week ago with Lauren. I was wondering the same exact thing. You're going to run out at some point. Yeah, it's it's happening. True. So, yeah, you another uh, convo we had off mic that we're bringing on air is uh, this culture with the Houston Rockets. I was not aware of any of this until you brought it to my attention. Yeah, so apparently uh, Tim McMahon from ESPN – wrote an article talking about how Westbrook was just frustrated with the culture in Houston. And for, I mean, I had heard rumblings about like how you just hear about James, James Harden being a strip club king. And usually like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Strip club culture is one of those things where it's like, you're not known in a strip club unless you're like, you frequent, you like yeah. spend that kind of money. So like you hear that kind of stuff about a basketball player Okay, yeah, ball players make a lot of money. He's single, whatever. Yep. Then you find out like it still goes on during the season. So like you hear about those little rumblings, but like this is the first time you hear about somebody speaking about it in terms of it upsetting teammates or it upsetting members of the team. And it's right. Russell Westbrook, who was recently traded to Washington, who's living his best life, reunited with Scotty Brooks. Yeah, they're having, they're doing all the practice clips yeah. you see. He's yep. He's happy to just be there enjoying with Scott. His time, and I think I think that'll permeate to the floor too, and you'll see Washington bump up a few spots. But McMahon wrote how Westbrook didn't tolerate tardiness, but with the Rockets, scheduled departure times were treated as mere suggestions by Harden and others. So, like, they didn't take it like you got to be on the bus at eight a.m. so we can catch the ten a.m. plane. Dudes are getting there at eight forty-five, nine o'clock. That's wild. That in a team environment, like a so professional, a team professional team, like with these, team, everything is like built on structure. So yeah, like, if like you're just doing whatever you want, that really must just drag down. 
It, it's another, like we were saying, it comes down to your discipline. If you're a superstar, your head of your team is just kind of lackadaisical about little tasks like that. If I'm a Rockets fan, this annoys me because of how far we get knowing that you're just bullshitting that he's around. Ha- that he's half-assing it. Like right. now that I know, like how people used to question, like, well, if Michael Jordan's going to Atlantic City, how focused is he on the playoff game? Like, right. Okay, that was uh, Atlantic City, which is close to New York oh, City. Oh, yeah, he's, when he would he's play there craps for less, and gamble and shit. Yeah, yeah, less than half a day. Right. This is somebody who's, like, your organization is literally trying everything to help oh, you win. Oh, yeah. Daryl Morey is trying every type of lineup and trade to and get them over the And now you find out that, like, a potential problem is the fact that, like, how serious is it being taken? Yeah, and then that's that must have been why uh, that photo floated around him. Have you seen that photo? Uh, of how it? big he looks? Yeah, he's looking like he's he's been partying all right. He says that he's been working out, but the thing know, that caught man. my eye was there's a part of it where it says, on one occasion in the Florida bubble, Harden waited to get his daily COVID-19 testing until just before the Rockets film session was scheduled to start. When he wasn't on time, Westbrook barked, start the film, start without him. And D'Antoni explained that they'd just have to start over when Harden arrived, but it didn't make him any happier. But, like, that tells you, like, he's always late. Yeah. Start without him. Like, I don't, like, we don't need to sit here and wait for him. And someone that's professional and cares about his craft as much as Westbrook, you gotta you gotta have that same drive, or especially if you're gonna be like the face of the team. You know yeah. what I mean? I could totally yeah. see why there's a rift between the two because they're polar opposites, is what it sounds like. But it's funny though because you just watched a whole um, episode of the Last Dance where Phil Jackson's telling you you gotta let the you know you gotta let your players be who they are. But how do you know when who they are is a detriment to what you're trying right. to accomplish? <laughs> um. So, yeah, letting your nightlife affect your day life is, <laughs> from what it sounds like, is an everyday. Like, do you realize what you'd be able to do in the strip club after you win a ring? Man. You know what I mean? Especially like, you win a, a ring in Houston. Are you kidding me? I'm, but, I mean, you can't. I'm not going to question his motivation or how, like, how into his own craft he is. But Right. I know, what, I know how high a regard I hold Westbrook in. And if somebody like that is upset with how things are going, that just tells you that things aren't where they're supposed to be. Yeah, I agree. And then they just kind of went on to go in-depth on his partying habits. So Harden was late to report to training camp recently because he went to Lil Baby's birthday party. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he blessed him with, like, a a watch or something like that. I saw it. Yeah. So yeah, man. Chris Paul used to complain about how he chose not to participate in the team's offense when he didn't have the ball, and that even Westbrook felt he wasn't able to play his game. Yeah, I mean, other professionals, especially when you start playing with Chris Pauls and Russell Westbrook, they're gonna know, like, bro, this there's a reason why you're not able to do this, or right. there's a reason why. It's a struggle for us to get past a certain point if you're not fully locked in. Right, and those are both, like, surefire leaders uh, to me, Russ and CP3. So they're trying to do what they do. They're natural-born leaders, so they're trying to get the offense rolling, and Harden's kind of just like, eh, 
guess I'm, I'm not going to set that screen off ball or I'll set it, but it'll be sluggish or, you know what I mean? That's, that's tough, man. Unfortunately, I don't like to hear the dirt come out, but, um, maybe, maybe it wasn't Harden that forced his way out or Harden that forced Russ out. Maybe Russ was like, yo, I'm outy. Cause they were making it seem like it was Harden that kind of got Russ booted out of there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm starting to count how many partners Russ or, uh, Harden has had. Yeah, yeah, you know, for after, sure. After how many attempts do we start to look at you as the reason why things won't move forward? Yeah, like is this Steven Silas? Is he just going to be a puppet? You know what I mean? Harden, just do your thing and that's not going to last. If you're the if you're the 76ers, do you want Harden after all this stuff comes out? Are you giving up Ben Simmons for Harden after all this came out? Well, I don't know. I don't think the strip clubs are as popping in Philly as they are in Houston, so maybe, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, be. man. It, it could just be dirt on his name because Houston's trying to move him. Who knows, man? A lot of weird things happen, uh, especially with trade rumors kind of circling around. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the report came out saying that James Harden was unmoved or, like, he didn't change his stance on wanting to be traded after some of the moves that the Rockets made, so... Sounds like he wants out, but yeah. if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I don't want him. If I'm the 76ers, I don't know that I'm giving up Ben Simmons for him. No. I don't know. You might just have to keep shopping. Yeah. I yeah. I, if I'm the Sixers, I'd stay put. True. But on another note, I found an article where I didn't see the Instagram post, but apparently Tyler Perry, the director, actor, producer, film executive – Film studio landowner pretty much opened up about being 51 and like how he felt and still being single and oh, like really? not really understanding. Like, wh- like the what did the caption say? This is what a midlife crisis looks like. I'm 51, single, and wondering what the next chapter in my life will look like. Whatever it looks like, I'm going to walk with God, be the best father and man I can be. Hold my head up high and try to look my best doing it. In a world with so much sadness, please try and stay in the good. So, and so it's just funny to see somebody who's like well accomplished in yeah. his field, self made by its definition, wealthy as anybody in his field. And, you know, he's still going through those things as a regular human being. Right. And he's not happy with himself. And that's what, like, they always say, like, money can't solve everything. It's. It just seems like, from what his post is saying, I mean, it seems like just something's missing there. You know what I mean? He he may have everything, every physical possession you could ever want, but just internally, he's not there yet. But shout out to him. Oh, yeah, for sure. 51, still being single, like... I'm one of, like, I can write the funniest stage play you've ever seen, but, like... Why can't I hook a girl or why can't I keep right. like, you and, you don't know how people look at their own situation. And I think as established as Tyler Perry is, when you're trying to find a, a life partner or a girlfriend, how how do you know she has the best intentions? You know, what I mean that's when gotta, you're a Tyler Perry. When you're already that far up in, in the game and established like that, that's gotta yeah. be heartbreaking to I'm sure he's gone through women that have used him for his name, that have used him for probably get I mean, it, it's just a different Everyone's got their different problems in the uh, financial ladder. You know what I mean? Yeah. The more you move up, it's just different problems. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. But shout out to him for kind of putting himself out there and uh, letting other people know, hey, man, I'm 
we're all going through it one way or another. Yeah, hopefully he, yeah. you know, felt a little bit better after mm-hmm. sharing his story. And yeah, hopefully a lot of people, I know a lot of people related, but hopefully it, you know, helped some people move forward yeah. seeing him go through the same thing. And uh, that was just him getting some shit off his chest. I probably felt good to hit, like, keep it a buck, take that photo and hit and send was probably like some weight off his shoulders, I think. So, yo, shout out to Tyler Perry. His son was in the gym. He was just trying to show off his shoulder. No doubt. No doubt. The mirror pick. He's got his, his buys. He's got a little pump the right there. Tight ass Under Armour shirt on. <laughs> I see you, Tyler. <laughs> Not low. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Tyler Perry going through it. Another large entity that's going through it. The college system is starting to feel it in the fiscal department. So there was a story about a kid from Texas named Brian Williams who was pretty much getting ready to go to college. And he was essentially in a spot where, like, he was going to be one of those kids who had to work his way through anyway. Yeah. And then as the pandemic came through and, like, made everything harder, it pushed him to a spot where he said it's not worth it. Like, so he just went and got a job driving for Jimmy John's. Yeah. So shout out to Brian Williams. But it's, it's like a bigger scale issue like brian represents the students in the class of 2020 who would be going to college for the first time Mm -hmm. this is the first time that colleges have reported a decline in the percentage of first-time students so they said undergraduate enrollment this fall declined 3.6 percent from comparison in fall 2019, half a million less students enrolled in class this fall. So they're starting to feel it. Mm-hmm. It's mostly at the community college level for now, but Syracuse University was getting hit with a lawsuit last week <clears throat> about people who are unhappy about how that's being carried on. But it's also affecting like uh, areas of poverty. <laughs> So the number of graduates enrolling in college is down by 21.7%. Wow. For graduates at a high poverty high school, there was a 32.6% decline. That's sad. Compared with 16.4 for what it is normally. So it's like doubling for... And it's... It, it's just tough right now because if I was in this situation, I could say with 100% confidence, like Brian Williams is saying here, I can't do the online school. I, through the pandemic, I did this, the whole Zoom meetings thing. Um, I have, I'm not using this as an excuse, I have attention deficit hyper disorder. Like I literally can't sit and focus for more than like 10 minutes at a time. I have to stand up. I'm a visual learner, but just staring at a screen um, for over an hour that's or your recorded uh se- your recorded sessions for class it just wouldn't resonate with me i'd probably if i'm 18 19 years old fresh out of high school i'd probably be driving for jimmy johns too brian mm-hmm. williams so it's tough man this might be the pin that makes college i don't want to say fall but maybe they might have to bring those rates down a little bit maybe they might have to start luring these students back in it's yeah the value is gonna have to be proven yeah um, they were saying Ithaca College had to cut 130 faculty positions Damn. because of falling enrollment. And Ithaca is a smaller private college, so 130 faculty positions, that's that's big. Yep. So, yeah, furloughs, layoffs. 
More than 50 universities have suspended admissions to their PhD programs. Wow. So it's, yeah, they're starting to feel it. Like that extra money that schools just kind of floated by, like, hey, let's mm-hmm. go explore and do some research in the South Pacific. Right. Now all that bread is starting to dry up and you have to count, like, who do we really need here? And yep. Whose $100,000 salary can we cut Crazy. to stay alive? So. It's funny, a lot of people, like, the restaurant business is the easy thing to look at as right. a result of all this, but yep. there's going to be a lot more industries that you hear about. Everybody's bread is getting pinched all Every, across the map. It's scary, man. Everybody's. So, on to a little bit lighter of a note. Yeah. My man Dominique Foxworth was on Bomani Jones's podcast talking spicy about Josh Allen and Josh Allen's teammates weren't having it. I saw them on Twitter standing up for him. Yeah, so pretty much he was saying how he said, my biases are not based on Josh Allen. It's based on the people who are defending Josh Allen. So one of those, I don't like him because of the people who are telling me they like him thing. Right. So like when he sees Josh Allen fail, he gets happy, which is how he described it on the podcast. Uh Uh-huh. And then his teammates weren't really rocking with it. Jonathan Feliciano was saying, like, who, like, are you talking about the fans in terms of the people who are rooting for him? Jordan Poyer got on deck saying, we just need to do better, brother. This ain't it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Feliciano saying, are you talking about the fans that just raised over 700000 for a hospital during a pandemic? Yeah, that's, that's big to see. You got Poyer on the defensive side of the ball. It looks like Feliciano's a lineman. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Um, both sides of the ball supporting their quarterback. And uh, I, I get, I don't want to say I get what Dominic Fox was saying. Bills fans in general are super over the top. There's a few, yeah. When fan I, when bases I, yeah, that just yeah. go when, crazy. Whenever they start winning, I, my timeline uh, feeds are just filled with Josh Allen. and uh, Bill's I, Mafia. Bill's Mafia is crazy. And uh, I respect Josh Allen as a quarterback. He came in highly inaccurate, more of a mobile guy. Finally got a superstar around him and Stephon Diggs, and his game is elevated. So uh, you got to respect him. And I feel like Dominique does respect him. It, it doesn't have anything to do with that, he right. just hates all of he hates the army that comes with yeah, Josh. The mafia is annoying. Yeah, shit. oh yeah, mad annoying. Yeah, so I yeah I yeah. understand. Yeah. He even told Poyer, "Feel free to DM me." Like, yeah, he's saying, "Listen to the full <laughs> podcast." Totally taken out of context. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that that army that follows him, man, is, is real. And uh, I don't like seeing anybody fail. Like, I'm not going to say like I don't find joy in Bills fans being quiet. Like it's nothing like that, <laughs> but. No, I'm not a Patriots fan. Yeah, but you guys got to stop reading headlines, man. Stop reading headlines and dig into shit, man. Just enjoy your team being good. No, like, no doubt, no doubt. There should be enough yeah. like to talk about and be be prideful in. Mm-hmm. The Bills have the Broncos, so they'll pick up a pretty the easy Saturday dub. night games. I'm fucking hyped. I know I do like <laughs> when they bring in the Saturday. Yeah, night Yeah, it's games. always around the holidays too. The Panthers play the Packers at eight fifteen. Broncos play the Bills at four thirty. That's mm-hmm. dope, man. That's super dope. That's like my Saturday is... We lit. Got and the... they spaced it out because the college mm-hmm. games would be sooner. Yeah. Um, the, the snacks are going to be on deck, bro. 
I have have Lauren make some some ill snackies. Raiders Chargers are on tonight. Yeah, that's a good game. So uh, the Raiders need every game to stay. alive. This is for the playoffs. I yeah. guess I got to win this one. I got to text my boy Ness back. He hit me earlier about that game. They have to win out. Oh, they got to win out. God damn. Well, no. So t- mathematically, they're two games back, and I think there's what three games left. Mm-hmm. So they're not. They don't have to win out, but it would help to not. Lose right, them. right, right. And especially the Chargers. I think they only got like what three or four wins at this yeah. point. Uh, Raiders. The past two weeks, uh, they've been having Derek Carr throw the piss out of the ball because uh, Jacobs is banged up. It's been working. Uh, I feel like this game's got all the recipe to be a friggin' shootout, and I can't wait to watch this game after this pod. Any other uh, juicy, spicy matchups here? You got an AFC East battle, the Pats, Miami. Pats are kind of buns, but Miami's <laughs> Miami's been doing their thing defensively. Pats are buns, but I'd like mm. to see if what they try to do to stop Tua. That'd be interesting. Yeah, to see. yeah. Um, Rams should beat the Jets. The, yeah, the Rams should beat the Jets. Yep. Uh, Philly, Philly, Arizona, the battle of the mobile quarterbacks. We got Jalen Hurts. Uh, Leading the helm now. He looked all right last week against the Saints and the upset win. I think so, too. That'll be an interesting game to watch. Yeah, I hope we see some firepower there, but I could totally just see both defenses balling out, too. So, Chiefs-Saints seems like Ooh. a sneaky good game to yeah. watch. Yeah. That could be – Yeah, Taysom Hill, is. he's proven himself. I was definitely Taysom. a naysayer. And the Saints have a really, really good defense. Oh, they're stout, yeah. That, so it's not as though Pat Mahomes is just going to roll through the Superdome right. and just kill them. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be one of those, all right, Le'Veon. <laughs> so, yeah, even even though Kansas City won last week, it was, I guess you could say, Mahomes' worst game of the season. Still threw for over 300, but uh, he had two touchdowns and three picks. So, I mean, uh, I feel like he, I'm not I'm not tapped into the mind of Mahomes by any means, but he might be like an MJ where, like, he thinks about last week's performance and will use that as fuel for this week. So I could see Mahomes going out there. I think at that point he threw more picks in that game than he had thrown the entire season. Yeah, that's correct. He only had, I think, one or two leading up to that point. Right. So he, he's going to be motivated going in, going into the DS Superdome. So that'll be it. That'll be a really good game. That might be game of the week. Yeah, I know. If, if only Drew Brees were like two years younger. Yeah, so you're telling me Cleveland Browns, New York Giants is the Sunday night game? Woof. <laughs> yeah that's... yeah well, why don't we flip that kansas city game with that one the brown yeah for real but the browns are like that win no would, would that's true them like how, like do they have they'd 10 be, wins already no i think no. they're not i think they're nine and nine are they nine and four they might already have 10 i could be wrong we don't do research on this pod no. <laughs> i should have put the playoff standings first ah there we go yep they're nine and four i was right i can't see the top of that Who's above the Browns? Above the Browns is the Titans at nine and four, uh, Bills at ten and three, Steelers eleven and two, and Chiefs twelve and one. So the Browns will probably go to ten and four. Yeah, that's crazy. They're leading their division. I wonder what the odds were, or no, they're not. I'm sorry, the Steelers are there, but uh, they're fighting in the wild card. Who do the Ravens have this week? The Ravens have the Jacksonville Jags. Yep. Lamar, yeah, yo, did you see? I didn't, so I didn't watch any of the game, but I have a couple of Ravens fans 
that are my buddies. And I guess Lamar left the game in the fourth quarter. On like, some Paul Pierce shit. On some Paul Pierce shit. But he's saying uh, he thinks his cramping was from COVID. I, I've been here. <laughs> them COVID cramps. Them COVID cramps. I don't know, man. Like, f- from a fatigue-wise, I don't – I'm guessing from a – I don't know how COVID really – hits you know what i mean that's what i heard someone bring up the point that you don't know what the lasting effects of it are yeah one of the f1 driver i think you might have posted something on your gram about it the f the f1 driver that you follow highly and you think highly of finished third in his first race back from covid Mm -hmm. and he was like drained like wiped out he was like i had never felt like this in my life so uh yeah those long-term effects yeah lewis hamilton yeah lewis hamilton yeah, yeah he was like sickly getting out of the car. Yeah, like he could hardly even get out of the car. Yeah, was, nuts. You gotta be careful out there, man. Oh, um, uh, see NFC looking like my pat. The Packers are hanging up there. My picks looking strong. Seattle is nine and four. I think that was my pick. Yeah, they're kind of right now. They look like they're trying to find an identity, fighting through injuries. Um, they want to run the piss out of the ball, but Carson's banged up. Uh, I think Carlos Hyde led the backfield and carries last week. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That hurts him not having a shot like a solidified running game. Yeah. Yep. You can't just give DK the, the ball all four quarters. Right, exactly. Teams are starting to key on that. He's a beast, but when you have two people on him, it's a little difficult. So the Vikings are still alive. The Bears are still alive. Technically, the Lions are still alive. But That's wild. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> there's seven seeds now. Right. Like, so oh, yeah. The True. one – the Packers would get the bye. Yep. And then everybody else matches up two through seven. The Washington football team hanging in there. That's crazy. Six and seven is a playoff. <laughs> wow. Wait, what are the Eagles? Four and eight? Yeah. Six and seven. Oh, four, eight, and one. Not mathematically out of it. No, nah, not yet. That tie kills you, though, because the Giants are five and eight. You could be five and eight, too. Sheesh. Well, we'll see how this all plays out, man. Hopefully your guys' squads win. Yes, fantasy. Hopefully they matter going forward. Fantasy playoffs going on right now, man. I'm not taking a part of I'm in all of the consolation brackets. <laughs> tight about it. Super tight about it. What have you been listening to, man? That new Cuddy. Yeah, the new Cuddy. Um, so just a little, like, that big hum vibe. Uh, just a little... <laughs> I'm not like a part of the Cuddy Hive. Like I was during when he was in his, I guess you could say his prime back in like 2011 ish. I was a super Cuddy hater. I just couldn't really vibe to his music. Like where I was at in life, just wasn't a Cuddy vibe. From yeah, I could see that. I was more like Wiz. He was sad. Yo, like, he was, yeah, he yeah. was legitimately. Sad. He had a couple like party vibes, like Erase Me and like shit like that. But Cuddy was not my thing. Like I, I liked a couple songs. Soundtrack Day to my night. life. Day and night. Soundtrack to my where, life. Where? Um. That's a good song. Even that, but that's a sad song. Oh yeah, yeah, super sad song. So uh, <laughs> I saw him come out. It's hard. He's sad, but that shit's hard. Right, super conflicted. So <laughs> <laughs> I saw him come out with "Man on the Moon 3, and uh, I was like, "Let me give this a spin." And uh, first listen was in the whip, and just the sonics behind it, like just the first three tracks alone, like I was, I was blown away. I was like, "This is different." It, it it gave me chills, honestly. I've ran through this album. Uh, Current Cuddy. Front and back. Yeah, Current Cuddy's dope vibe. Uh, he's got an interview with Zane Loam about halfway through. Uh, that oh, kinda, yeah. That kind of taps into his mindset and his relationship with Ye. And he talks about how uh, 
I'll give you a quick spoiler. He basically met up with Ye in Wyoming, and he had, uh, this is before Kids See Ghosts, so he was just kind of running through tracks that he had already made. And uh, he played Reborn for Kanye, and, and he wasn't confident. He's got self-confidence issues, uh, overcoming addiction, stuff like that. Addicted to coke, he was talking about that Hollywood lifestyle. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man <laughs> on the moon. Man on the moon. So anyways, he plays Reborn. I don't know if you guys are calm with Reborn. It's a yam-yam off Kids See Ghosts. But uh, he didn't think much of it. And then he thought, I guess when you listen to music with Ye, a lot of the time he's like, okay, well, what else do you have? And so he plays Reborn and Cuddy's super nervous and just waiting for Ye to say, okay, what else do you have? And Ye goes, we're getting on this. He was like, huh? He's like, this is different. <laughs> and so uh, he goes into a little bit about how Kids See Ghosts kind of helped his confidence in making music again. Cause, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was a dope interview. Zane Lowe, I, I'm kind of iffy on with Zane Lowe. Yeah, he kind of bores me a little bit, but yeah, uh, super generic question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuddy, his album, give that a run through. Just sonically, throw on some nice headphones if you have them, or in the whip, just freaking bump that thing, man. What are your thoughts on him using the Travis Scott ad lib? The Travis Scott ad lib, it's super. So it's it's tough because you can see Travis Scott, his influence is definitely from Cuddy. All over. So yeah, all over. Um, he's got that Houston influence as well but you could kind of see almost cuddy being oh the, no you're saying you see cuddy and scott travis yeah music. yeah, yeah. Okay, and I travis's heard, music okay. so it's kind of cool to see like almost like the teacher kind of go back and maybe study the student a little bit and okay. like it, it's that influence that album his newest man on the moon three has travis scott vibes to it it has like cody and i were talking about has kind of some little uzi vert vibes to it like just the sonics the ad libs but it's it's current and it's it's just different, man. I, I, I can't. Like I said, I'm. We- it's weird because I'm not a Cuddy fan by any means, but I'm just praising the hell out of this thing. Yeah, you got to give it a run through, especially in the. I web. will. I, yeah. I had it. I, that was one of those. I added it. I just haven't gone through it yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm still listening to Saint John when yeah. the world was burning, bro. I love. I gotta go through that. Everything again. he puts it's out just is a like different level. Yeah. Like, a different level of music, and it's like nobody else makes that kind of music. So nah, he's home. in his own bag. I fuck with St. John. For real. Have you heard Akimi uh, Casanova by Akeem Ali? Nah, nah. Put me I on. think I sent it to the, the music group chat that we have. Oh, shit. My bad. But it's almost like a like an old school player kind of vibe. Oh, okay. I can get with it. And he, I think he's from Mississippi, so like he's got like the... The accent, yeah, but it, the whole thing is just like wordplay and like him being smooth and like what does he say? He's like, I need my money, so don't you be distracting my bitches, like <laughs> all just like super eighties vibe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I fuck with that. Yeah, man, but that's um, I don't know why. Like it's just it's like something you could just throw on. It's a smooth. Yeah, like, I love shit like that. Shit you can just throw on. So a uh, big thing last week. I didn't get into it because our music combo went one way or the other uh, last week. But uh, I've just been bumping uh, a lot of instrumental tapes. So uh, our own. Does he go by Kodalak? Kodalak Supreme. Kodalak Supreme. Cody, uh, our uh, our associate and. Uh, <laughs> producer of this podcast uh he has a an ep out salutations and it's all just instrumentals super big vibes he's got just like 
some stuff that's kind of like a triumphant, like make you feel, like build you up type stuff. He's mm-hmm. got, it's five or six really dope tracks. Uh, another producer I follow uh, by the name of Seasick. I don't know if you've heard oh, of him. Oh, yeah. That. He makes uh, for Logic. Yeah, he makes some shit for Logic. He's big yeah. with Tory Lanez, too. He dropped a beat tape as well. Um, Faison, I believe is what it's called. And that's another mm. six or seven tracks. So producers are kind of... Cody might have been on like onto something because the producers are starting to just drop these beat tapes on DSPs, like just on yeah. Apple Music. Because people will just listen to it, yeah, like, work and it's to a, it, study yeah. to it, read to it. Because there's no words, yes. it's not. It doesn't take up the same work, mental yeah. capacity. Literally, working and just having beats playing in the background has led to a lot of productivity out of me these past couple weeks. Yeah, it's an excellent tool to use. Yeah. Um. So a song that keeps coming on my phone, mm-hmm. which is halfway my fault for not deleting it, "Gifted" by Corday featuring yeah. Roddy Rich. Yeah, it's growing on me. Is it growing? So at first, I hated the song because I don't like Corday's lisp. It bothers me. I saw Elliot Wilson pumping this like it was probably like five or six months ago. I gave it like two runs, and then I was like, eh. Yeah, because people were like, this was the co- the collab that we needed. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was. Everyone was hyping it. Maybe I'll give it another listen. It's, it's grown on you. It's, I like a, mel- mu- it's a melodic. I like, it's music. Not like- I like music that grows on you. There's yeah. a, There are countless albums that I trashed on. First listen. Second listen. And even... Usually when I shit on something, like I'm... You're fully... <laughs> it doesn't go... Like, it's something that doesn't fit with my taste. Right. So I don't usually... Right. I try to give every album at least two or three, two or three runs, depending on the length of that thing. You that know what thing, happens to me? I'll have an album that I like uh-huh. and a song on that album. Oh, no, just skip. play. Uh, and then when I eventually listen to it, I end up loving it. Right, like the rest of the album. Yo, that's so true. But yeah, I can't do albums that are over twenty tracks, man. It, it like mentally, it just I shut down. Yeah, or like I have to like. When, what if, what was the first one Drake did? Was Views the one that was like a playlist? Uh, or was that More Life? That was More Life. But like knowing that it's a playlist, like you don't expect to go through the whole thing in one sitting. Right. Like you know you can like pause it, pick it back up later, play Yo, certain parts of it at certain times. More Life is dope because whenever I go back to it, it still bangs. Yeah. Like whenever. Yeah, he tends to do that. Yeah, I remember the lead up and the hype to More Life, man. That was More Life. He was hyping that thing up for like. Is over that what more true for your head top came from? Was that was it that one? I think it is. That was I hard. Think it is. That was super. I'm still waiting on that certified lover boy, man. Yeah, the merch is everywhere. Yo, I saw the socks that you're talking about with the, the hearts. socks. There's a jacket, yeah. a hat, yeah. T-shirts. Demar Derozan's been wearing it. Who else? There's a bunch of basketball players wearing it. You know what would be some ill shit if, is if Drake just dropped like a New Year's Eve pack, or like or fire. like a Christmas pack, just like a like a. Did you see the line that he got? Nah, he has a line of like jackets and like winter apparel with them. Called, uh-huh. It's like Nocta N O C T A. Uh huh. I might it's have to peep. Yeah, I'm sure it is. His creative like bubble jackets. And his creative genius is just unmatched. Yeah, it's just impressive what they've been able to do on the fashion front. Like his yeah. merch is like a legitimate clothing line, right? With like seasonal releases yeah and you're paying like luxury prices for it it's mm-hmm. pretty crazy yeah it's not it like really a $20 is. t-shirt with nah Drake. man's have to pay for the owl <laughs> uh did you have what you were listening to that you wanted to share um i'm gonna have you lead off let me cook something up i, I, I 
I, I didn't mention Harlow. He dropped an album. You and I briefly spoke about this. Yeah. Um, I said I wasn't going to drop what I was doing and listen to it. And the first song that I listened to, was the fr- it ended up being really good. So I want to actually get into it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm not going to play it now. I mean, like, get into it. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into I it. I want to listen to it and yeah, dissect I it. Can't Jack wait. Harlow's good. Yeah. I give Jack Harlow a lot of We'll have that Credit combo. after doing, his re- doing some research into it. Yeah, for sure. I got a fourth quarter playlist here. Fourth quarter playlist. Yeah. Like music that's coming out in, in the fourth yeah, quarter. That's can't, yeah, so we're in the fourth quarter right now. Um, right. So my song, it's been forever since we heard from Rihanna in any capacity other than underwear or makeup but uh this is off the anti-album consideration i think it was the first song consideration featuring scissor i come fluttering in for never and time can never stop me no 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 i know you try to i come riding in on the Sending no high to less fortunate. I do advise you run in. Running on back when you're breaking it down for me. Cause I can hear you two times. Running on back will it ever make sense to me? I got to do things my own way, darling. Will you ever let me? Will you ever respect me? No. Do things my own way, darling. You should just let me. Why you would never let me grow? Consideration, yo, that's Rihanna featuring SZA. I'm throwing that album on on the way home because I was just another thing I was talking to you about. I've never really gotten into my Rihanna bag, but I hide my Rihanna fandom only because uh, I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> Something you like, yeah, you keep that one. Uh, yo, you heard that new Riri? Like that's right, not, right, right. That's not. But hitting, right. if someone brings it up, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I vibe to that shit. Yeah, I started <laughs> listening on the last album that she made. Where? 
And she had like she makes music that like I'm always a fan of women who can make aggressive sounding music. Yeah. So like when you hear Bitch Better Have My Money or like a song like that where it's like her and SZA who have pretty ass voices but the beats like the drums are mad yes. hard and like mm. Yeah. Mm. That was as hip hop as it is pop to me. So I think she does a good job of that. Yeah, so uh, one I have, uh, his name's Coda the Friend. I don't really know how I even came across <laughs> Yo, this rap, dude. The rap names are hilarious. Hilarious, bro. bro. So younger artist, uh, I follow him on Twitter, and he actually, so he dropped this album, but he didn't even really promote it. Uh, he's just kind of been, uh, he's been, I guess, down because of this whole COVID pandemic, not able to tour type deal. But uh, And DSPs aren't really paying out like that, but uh, he dropped this, this album called uh, Everything. And anyways, he's got this track Mikasa. So this is a little summer vibe I was on. I'm gonna let the let the people let me know what they think. But yeah, I was vibing to this album all summer. So just think about like you waking up, it's a nice little 80 degree day, it's sunny out. <laughs> Plant my seed and live my dream and stay low key like drama free, they come for me, I pay that fee like what you get is what you see, no cap on me, like hate on me, I throw that peace sign, how you feel, I do not realize, downtown kid, I'm a New York nigga with a chip like that, gotta move on, let go, cause you really can't live like that, had to cool off, stay home, so I really don't trip like that, wear that shoe, cause it fit like that, B-side cruise and a whip like, oh. I don't want nothing today, I have got nothing to say Don't ask for nothing today, me and my cup on the bay I don't want supper today, don't hit me talking that shit You tell that man in his face, I am not having a fit I am just setting the pace, you only getting a taste, yeah Spring coming and I love to see it, it's a better day Hot summer, get the bread and butter, then I get away Leaves falling on a the lawn, there ain't nothing wrong Fall turn to winter, winners take it all Waking up at dawn just so we can ball, yeah Show me love, I show it back You be your friend, I got your back I play the song, you like, oh, this slap Pull up at the crib, we sippin' punchy liquor in the back And I say, yo, mi casa, es su casa Lil' mama, yeah, love me proper Yo, mi casa, es su casa No impostors, may you prosper Trying to go fishing cause that's something I always wanted to do Sit by the river with all of my sisters and fuck with the view Crazy how something so special to me don't mean nothing to you I came from nothing to hear, I don't got nothing to prove I do not fuck with the rules, yeah I am happy I'm getting it And I ain't never had to change up I do not listen to rhetoric, yeah I know that I'm the same one I swear the sun is my medicine, I feel like Arnold not Benedict I got some homies in mansions and I got some homies in tenements There is no one that I'm better than Happy we met again Tell me that shit that I said again Hopefully I ain't forget it It's probably the gem that I'm missing to get ahead Forget it then I'ma just stay on this road Trucking through lows Over the hoes Passing my foes Niggas is slow I see me loading my little boat Take it out when I'm a little low Told my mama I'm a fisherman And she laughed like gone with your little jokes New crib shit dumb cool I got free time I got rum too I got weed maps I got good vibes If you need some company then come through yeah. Show me love, I show it back You be your friend, I got your back I play the song, you like oh this slap Pull up at the crib, we sippin' punchy liquor in the back And I say, yo, mi casa, es su 
casa De un mama, yeah La mi papa Yo mi casa Es su casa No impostas May you prosper So yeah, man, that's that's Coder the Friend, man His album slaps total just chill vibes like i don't even smoke. i like that yeah i don't even smoke anymore but like if i was to that would be the album i throw on just booling you know what i mean <laughs> just driving bro yo if you get into insecure there's a character who's a blood uh-huh he, he doesn't let anybody around him use c words and there's a scene <laughs> where like he's standing at the door talking to another character and he's got his daughter in front of him uh uh-huh. what did she say she was like she was like, she said, uh, I think it was like, that's cool or something like that. And he goes, uh-uh, baby, no C words. Blood house. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't play that shit at the crib. Yeah. That shit is comedy. You got to check that yeah, shit out. Yeah, I, I definitely got to check but that nah, shit out. But nah, Code of the Friend, I like that vibe. Like yeah. That, that's, different. It was different. When yeah. I first heard it, it, it kept me. He's got I it. could see why him making music in that light. And then having the spring and summer snatched away yeah. as an artist, like as that time to For sure. push that kind of music. Yep. Like, right, exactly. I can see why that would. The good vibes and everything, yeah, and then COVID. Yeah. He's got a feature yeah. with uh, Badass on that album, Joey Badass. Joey Badass is nice. Uh, that album's slept on, man. I, I'd like to see. I, I might have to spot out his Spotify. Like, you know, everyone like posted like their like listens and like downloads and all yep. that. He's, yep. he's an artist. I might have to check out. Just because I'm interested to see how many people even know about this dude. Yeah, I don't like you are my reference to Coda the Friend. Right, right. And I don't, and I like, don't know. I literally don't know anyone else who's listened to him. Like I said, I don't know how I can. I think you know on Twitter, like when one of your follower or whoever you follow likes something, yeah, and it might not even be anything related to like your Twitter, but it kind of just pops up. I think that's what it was. I think his album dropped, and uh, just someone I follow liked it. Yeah, nah, Code of the Friend. That was. Yes, sir. That was dope. I'm going to have to come for you on one of these, yo. <laughs> Sean, Sean be coming with like the cuts. Uh, I, I do. Uh, it's like, funny. Yo, here, here's my Rihanna vibe, you guys. No, that shit was fire, though. I don't even. <laughs> I, you put me onto that shit. Word, man. Give Rihanna a shot. The music isn't that bad. No, I got a Justin Bieber yam coming next week. Yo, Bieber's tough. His new shit? Yo, he's kind of found himself, man. <laughs> yeah, he's found himself, all right. No, you want to know what's funny? There is a Justin Bieber album that I have. What is it? He was on, like... He's starting to come around for me. Justin Bieber makes music that I would want to hear from Chris Brown, and he performs it the same way that it should be done. So yeah. I'm cool with it. That's a fact. He gets in like his super R and B bag. I'm telling you, this is a white dude. I was. You got to give him credit for everything. <laughs> I'm just saying, from being the child star to now, like what? What are we giving him credit for? I guess just having a downfall and being able to come back off it. A lot of these artists you don't hear from after their child star uh, fame. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he gets in his back. He's yeah. um for me, I guess like I remember when like Usher and the Dream were writing all his songs. Oh yeah. And I feel like oh, he's yeah. one of those artists who like 
he can what's the animal he's like a chameleon like he can yeah. get in a room with Timberland and then make yeah. that record work but then yep. he can get in a room with Mark Ronson and make that record so like I feel like Justin Bieber is as good as the producer that you give him almost yeah. like a Justin Timberlake kind of vibe it's, like, fu- it's funny you, say you give that. him Pharrell and he's like the new Michael Jackson right now he's the man in the woods right like, and that's it and and uh his his avenue is like Oh, I can't consider him top whatever because he doesn't write his shit. He's a pop star. Like pop stars, all Rihanna, they all have their. shit They have written. songs hand delivered to them already. Yeah. Fit, like now, just replace my vocals with yours. Type right. Shit. Yeah, and uh, an artist, another low key artist. I put you on a while ago. I think Drake gets that bag because he's a rapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and right. people and everyone's writing or helping. I mean, shit. Drake wrote shit for Kanye on the Life of Pablo. So yeah, but Kanye. I don't know. It's different. So, like, I used to defend Drake, and I got sick of getting beat up in this argument because, (laughs) like, rappers are supposed to be able to do it themselves. Right. Kanye, after a certain, like, even during, like, some of his classic work, he wasn't doing it himself. Right. So he's never, like, he's always been more producer than rapper. Yeah. Drake came out as, like, underground backpack guy. Right. So for underground backpack guy to turn into turn into pop guy a, who's not writing his own shit now it looks crazy. And so I like ca- you can't be in that MC conversation as high as you want to be, right? Because and really, I don't think he cares. No, because <laughs> it's all it's all just public reflective anyway. Right. It's not. Right. Yeah, no, it's not a. The next Drake project isn't going to be hot just because you think he's right. You, you don't think he writes his own stuff. But no, man, I think that's it. All right, man. It was good catching up with you, man. I thought we had uh, some great dialogue with some great topics this week. Episode 11 was in the bag. Hit us up on social media, KB and Spot. Yes, sir. On Twitter, on Instagram, S.E. underscore visuals. Yeah. Kyrie404, 404KB underscore all that stuff, man. Hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. Uh, we've got we had two more uh, reviews this past week, so let's keep getting those reviews up. Keep subscribing, guys. Oh, we got two more reviews. Is that on yeah, Apple? Yeah, we're up on. Yeah, we're up to fifteen now. Shout out to everybody leaving reviews on yeah. Apple. So uh, we're we're five star all around. They actually look at their shit. Five star. Yeah, gave us that blood house. That uh, five star Uber rating. <laughs> Number five stars. But uh, yeah, I thought that was dope. Nothing but five stars. Let me see something. I think if you scroll all the way to the bottom, maybe. This is just like, oh, there we go. Yeah, right there. Fire. Love this pod. Y'all got some range. MGIO 68. Shout out to you. Ryan Dash Chicago. Content. Good overall content across the board. Shout out Ryan Chicago. It's my guy. It might be the bro. Is that Logic? <laughs> Shout out my son Logic leaving. Papa Purist. Subscribed and ready for the next podcast. Also very entertaining to watch as well. <laughs> they got Moxie. Shout out to everybody leaving reviews, man. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, appreciate all the you love guys, is man. appreciated. For taking your time. And, and I know with... Uh, I don't leave reviews for shit. Nah, I don't either. And I know with uh, the amount of content we have now, uh, episode 11, some people might be catching up. Like I had uh, my boy Chris, he actually texted me like maybe two hours ago and he goes, 
you wouldn't get knocked out for 750k fuck's wrong with you <laughs> and i was like bro like if brain damage is involved like and then so my one buddy's like the odds are you getting brain damage i'm like all right like, have you seen concussion <laughs> right tell the truth so tell uh, the truth so yeah i mean even if you're just catching up and you catch this episode next week hit us up man we love hearing the feedback yeah i don't care if you just heard episode nah. one yeah for real hit us up man we appreciate all the love we appreciate all the listens Stay safe, stay sane, be positive. Take care, everybody. Peace.